Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the C.J. Beathard Quarterback School, it's the fourth and yes. inches show with Jana and the <laughs> Sherpa, your co-hosts for nine years now. So, uh, Jana, there's lots to talk about this week, but uh, we might as well uh, start off with an apology. I was bad Should we just spend Beathard the next 59 minutes extolling the virtues of C.J. Beathard? Should we do that? Because yeah, we could. I think that would probably be about <laughs> 58 minutes and 30 seconds too much. But uh, I'll, I'll give him his kudos. I mean, he did throw a couple of interceptions, but threw a couple touchdowns. And he threw for 290 for yards, yards, not including the ones he, he gave to the other team. So, I mean, right. just saying. So, yeah. Okay, so he wasn't as awful. He wasn't <laughs> as bad as I thought he was going to be. He was might one might say even passable as a fantasy option and uh George Kittle Just certainly saying. uh liked having his college quarterback back again. So it was a good day a, in the world of C J Bathard, let me tell you. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a good day. Not uh, I uh, had some crow for dinner that night, but uh be that as it was it well may, done. <laughs> we're back. No, it wasn't well done. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Sorry okay. for your medium rare crow. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's rare that I have to eat crow, but uh, well, probably not. But anyway, uh, well, so, <laughs> speaking of crows, how can you? How can people find us? If you'd love to talk about how great CJ Beathard is, or other things, op- totally open to that. Uh, you can find us all week long. We are here with you for an hour as we are every week, but we know that's not enough. So you can find us all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is where you should always start your search. Great info there. From there, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. And like I said, we're here with you every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 Eastern Time. And then, of course, you can always listen to us after the fact when you just miss the sound of our voice because it happens. It's a real affliction for people. So we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. Bye weeks are still upon us, unfortunately. Um, but we're going to overcome that teams. this week. We, yeah, only two teams, just Tampa Bay and Chicago. Uh, we've got the always fun injury report. We're going to take a look position by position at who to start, who to sit, who to pick up off the waiver wire. We've got game picks, which are always exciting. Uh, and, of course, your daily fantasy picks as well. So we're here to cover all facets of the game for you, C.J. Beathard included. All right. Uh, why don't we hop right into the injuries, and I'll go get dinner while you're doing that. Yeah, you got plenty of time because it is. It was a tough week for for the wide world of the NFL. Um, so let's start with your favorite thing, not an injury. Jameis Winston on a bye this week, but is going to be the starter coming off the bye week for Tampa Bay. Uh, clearly, I'm in mourning about this. Fitzmagic is still alive and well in my world, but not so much for Tampa Bay. So Jameis Winston's back in the fold. Le'Veon Bell is going to reportedly make a return during the week seven bye for the Steelers. Uh, you know, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm a little, little grumpy about this since he's returning just in time to play them, but uh, we'll see how that all plays out. And now I still think there's a good shot. He gets traded probably, but you know, as long as he doesn't end up on the Cowboys, I will be fine. And from there, a whole mess load of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Geronimo Allison left the Packers game on Sunday with a concussion. He is still not out of the concussion protocol or practicing. It doesn't look great for this week, but keep an eye on it. You never know. He could rally late week. 
Um, pretty much everybody on the Packers is injured. Randall Cobb dealing with a hamstring injury. He didn't practice. Devontae Adams was limited with a calf injury. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you've heard, has a knee injury. He's not practicing. He'll still play. Jimmy Graham also uh, listed as questionable and not practicing with a knee injury. He'll be on the field as well. The wide receivers, it's going to be kind of a pick-your-own-adventure. So it looks like Devontae Adams might be the healthiest out of the three, but I don't know. I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on it. Tyler Eifert is done for the year. He broke his ankle and had subsequent surgery, so he's being shut down. It was a tough week to be a tight end. We'll get there. O.J. Howard dealing with a knee injury. He's going to be out two to four weeks. I played a guy in fantasy football last week who was on his fourth tight end of the season, and it was O.J. Howard, so he's looking for number five now. It's been tough. (laughs) Leonard Fournette is dealing with the ever-present hamstring injury. Tried to play last week, left the game. He's going to definitely be out this week and very questionable going forward. Chris Carson dealing with the hip injury was a late scratch on Sunday. He should be fine this week. Uh, Looks like he'll be the one getting the majority of the carries, but you just really never know. Rob Gronkowski in the tight end uh, ever-present injury department is dealing with an ankle injury. He's going to play tomorrow night. Ezekiel Elliott allegedly had ankle and knee injuries. He's going to be fine for Sunday, or so they say. Uh, Not fine is Will Disley, who tore his patella tendon and is on IR. He's done for the year, which is a shame because he had a pretty good thing going. Uh, And also, the Seahawks only have one tight end on their roster right now, so it's not great there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, or I'm sorry, we already talked about him. T.Y. Hilton, not going to play this week. He is dealing with hamstring injury. They ruled him out today. Um, that's not great for the Colts. (laughs) Will Fuller dealing with hamstring injury as well. He left the game in the second half. Uh, It was coach's decision, not his. They didn't think he could run the routes effectively with the injury. He wanted to go back in. Um, He is not practicing right now, but they're listing him as questionable. It looks like he's going to be a go for Sunday. Antonio Callaway and Jarvis Landry both did not practice this week with knee injuries. Uh, They're both questionable. Landry, definitely the healthier of the two. Callaway, I'd keep more of an eye on. Joe Mixon's going to be back this week just in time because Giovanni Bernard is not practicing with a knee injury. Um, He hasn't been practicing, has been dealing with this, and hasn't been playing. So I would suspect he's still going to be on the field. It's just to what degree. Marlon Mack uh, in Indianapolis is not going to be on the field this week, and neither is uh, Jack Doyle with the hamstring and hip injuries, respectively. Sammy Watkins left the game on Sunday with a hamstring injury, which was a shame. He was having kind of a nice uh, nice game till that point. He's limited in practice. They're calling it questionable. I would be careful with that one, but we'll get to that later in the rankings. Alex Collins in Baltimore has been limited with a knee injury. He should be good to go, but again, keep an eye on it. Austin Sferian Jenkins with is injured with what they're calling a core muscle issue. That's a new one. <laughs> He's not practicing. Looks like he should play, but I wouldn't start him this week. Charles Clay dealing with an ankle injury. I think he's been dealing with the same ankle injury for the last three years. So he'll play this week. He's just limited at practice. I know you were worried about this one. Blaine Gabbert, he's okay. Cleared concussion protocol. He's practicing fully. He's ready and willing and able to be Marcus Mariota's backup this week. (laughs) I know how you worry about the Tennessee quarterback situation, so you can breathe easy. Devontae Freeman's looking like he may play this week. He's in limited at practice. Uh, We thought he was going to go last week. He didn't, so fingers crossed this is the week. Tevin Coleman was limited as well with a shin injury. Uh, Garrett Blunt is – he's just sick. He's just plain old under the weather. Did not practice today. 
keep an eye on that. Carry on Johnson could benefit and see some more carries this week. Amari Cooper was limited with a foot injury at practice. He should be good to go. Larry Fitzgerald is going to play this week. He's not practicing right now with hamstring and back injuries, but he's Larry Fitzgerald, so he always shows up on Sunday. In San Francisco, pretty much the whole offense is on the injury report this week. Uh, Marquise Goodwin with a hamstring and quad injuries. He's a real overachiever. And Dante Pettis both did not practice. Matt Breda did practice with that shoulder injury. He was limited, but he should be fine to play this week. Dalvin Cook still dealing with that nagging hamstring injury, not practicing. More of a maintenance thing, but again, keep an eye on it. In Philadelphia, uh, the injury bug still going around the backfield. Corey Clement and his quad injury and Darren Sproles with that hamstring both not practicing. Um, from there, you just don't know who's going to get the, the carries anymore. JJ is, is number one in their hearts for the moment. Alshon Jeffrey didn't practice with a chest injury. The shoulder injury is now moving in his body two different places. So he's not practicing. He'll play. Uh, the real overachiever of the week, though, is DeAndre Hopkins, who's listed with a thumb, ankle, and hamstring injury, which is pretty impressive. Looks like he's still going to play, though. I'm not entirely sure how. I think a lot of, of white tape and Advil is pretty much the recipe there. Will Fuller left the game with a hamstring injury. Like I said, he should be okay this week. Kiki Kuti, who came in for him, also dealing with a hamstring injury and is limited at practice. Greg Olson, he's sprinting. He's pushing heavy sleds around, but he is not going to play this week. Still not totally healed from that foot injury, but he's getting closer. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the entire league's injury report. <laughs> and I just beat you. I just finished a five-pound burrito before you were doing the injury Perfect. report. <laughs> so I'm good to go now. I think Waiver we'll be right. wire, Yeah. So waiver wire-wise, uh, there's – yeah. There's there's some decent options out there, uh, starting with running back. Um, Nick Chubb, Cleveland, had a, only three carries, but uh, turned them into over 100 yards and a touchdown, so he's out there. Um, Mike Davis with Seattle, Duke Johnson with Cleveland. Um, Ito Smith in Atlanta becomes a nice option if uh, either Devontae Freeman and or uh, Tevin Coleman can't play this week. I stashed him on a team in, two weeks ago, and I'm hoping it pays off. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I mean, he had, what, seven carries for 35 yards or whatever it was last week, even with uh, Coleman around. So chances yeah. are at least one of those two guys won't be there, so he should still have a role. Um, Corey Grant in Jacksonville, I guess. You know, TJ Elden is supposed to take Fournette's place, Leonard Fournette's place, but he's got some uh, – injury issues of his own, you know, with his ankles. So Corey Grant might be in line for some work there. And then uh, Mark Walton with Cincinnati. Um, hopefully Joe Mixon will be uh, to the challenge, but with uh, Giovanni Bernard not there, uh, that, that should at least uh, open up some uh, supporting actor role carries for uh, Mark Walton. So anyone you uh, <laughs> think I overlooked? No, you hit everybody on my list. Okay. That was easy. It's going to be harder to do. It's going to be harder to do with wide receiver, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Dee cool. Westbrook with Jacksonville. Uh, Kiki Cote, who you mentioned, he had a nice debut for the Texans last week, and he's playing against your beloved Cowboys this week. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. going against Washington. Uh, Christian Kirk in um, Arizona. Albert Wilson, Miami, Terrell Williams with with uh, the Chargers, um, Philip Dorsett and Dante Moncrief, two former Colts 
one uh, now with the Patriots playing the Colts this week, the other with Jacksonville playing the Chiefs this week. Taiwan Taylor with Tennessee has a nice matchup with Buffalo this week. Uh, Ryan Grant uh, going up against New England, and uh, Willie Sneed the fourth going up against the uh, oh, very formal. I like Brown. Got to got to tag yeah. that fourth on. Do we uh, have? I, I don't, mean, have I don't understand why we have to have it on the jerseys if like Willie Sneed the first, second, and third aren't also playing in the league or former players. Does that seem like overkill to you? Because I've always wondered this. Well, I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed that that Kansas City lineman that got his MD over in the offseason, <laughs> that uh, they wouldn't let him put MD at the end of his name. They let people they put should. all the numerals. If we're but, gonna, yeah, yeah, if we're going to do this, he should get an MD. I mean, he worked hard for that. He did. I mean, it has nothing to do with what he's doing, really, although maybe he could put himself through the concussion protocol but uh, and know what he's talking about. I mean, about, adding value. But, Maybe maybe he becomes yeah. a dual like a player coach. He's a player trainer. Player trainer. Possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm if advocating for it. For, uh, I'm all in. If there's a spot for uh, offensive <laughs> linemen and slash trainers on your fantasy roster, then you should definitely look into him. That's a league I um, want to play in. Wherever it exists, yeah. please send me an invite. <laughs> uh, will do. Okay, as far as quarterbacks go. Um, Top options for me this week, you've got Blake Bortles going up against the Chiefs defense, Marcus Mariota with um, everybody's favorite uh, team except uh, the, the Vikings, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. Joe Flacco going up against Cleveland, Derek Carr going up against the Chargers, and Baker Mayfield uh, not as keen on him going up against Baltimore, but uh, it's a home game, so who knows. But uh, any uh, say, quarterback options? Did you options? say C.J. Beathard? Did you say C.J. Beathard no, at all? No, I, I did not. <laughs> Josh Rosen? No? No love still? <laughs> Josh Rosen I could see. C.J. Beathard. All right. Well, I guess if I'm going to put C.J. – if I'm going to put Josh Rosen on the list, I should put C.J. Beathard there, but they would both be behind Baker Mayfield on my list. I mean, they don't have underwear lines to support the way Baker Mayfield does, so maybe they're just not properly motivated. I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Oh, All right, and on to <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and on to tight end options. Then I like Austin Hooper with Atlanta against uh, the Steelers. Um, the Steelers tight ends. You know, Vance McDonald is pretty widely owned. Jesse James is not playing about equal snaps, but Vance McDonald's getting more targets, so but he's probably owned in your league. So Jesse James uh, is the Pittsburgh tight end who might be available. Ricky Seals-Jones going against the C.J. Bethards this week. Uh, C.J. Udenois. The, the fighting uh, C.J. Bethards. Let's be formal about it. Best- <laughs> yeah, C.J. Udenois with um, the Bengals taking Tyler Eifert's place, and then uh, Jeff Swaim uh, with the Cowboys has had a couple of nice games in a row and goes against uh, Houston's defense this week. So maybe not a bad option to consider if you're up against it due to either uh, tight end, you know, either bye weeks or if you're on your looking for your fifth tight end of the season already. Yeah, yeah, he he's looking and he's real depressed about it. <laughs> Hopefully, if I that's, mean, Jeff Swain, actually, I think though, could be something by the end of the year. Problem his fantasy team is if that's the worst team his fantasy. If that's the worst uh, worst problem his fantasy team is uh, facing at this point, injury-wise, he's 
still in pretty decent shape, I would say. He beat me by two points last week. We're currently not speaking. <laughs> he also used to work for me. So things, things are okay. a little murky. <laughs> yeah. So oh, shall man. we get into uh, position rankings? I think we should. It seems like it's the right time. Okay. Um, start off on the running backs. For me this week, Alvin Kamara is number one going up against the Redskins in the Monday night game. Todd Gurley, number two. Melvin Gordon, number three. Sony Michelle, number four. James Conner, five. Kareem Hunt, six. Uh, some combination of Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, and Edo Smith, whoever starts, would be uh, seventh for me. Uh, TJ Elvin or Corey Grant, whoever starts there, would be eighth for me. Christian McCaffrey, ninth. And David Johnson rounds out my top ten. We've got some similarities. We got some. Alvin Kamara definitely at the top of my list. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, Melvin Gordon's rounding up my top five, followed by Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, and old Joe Mixon. Back off the DL. All right. Um, you'll be happy to know that Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott top my two to avoid. Perfect. Or the top two in my avoid list this week. Uh, Kenyon Drake, the LaShawn McCoy, Chris Ivory combo, Mike Davis, um, Marshawn Lynch, the Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson trifecta, and Adrian Peterson rounding out the list of running backs I would stay away from this week. I've got Deion Lewis, uh, J.H.I. et al. in Philadelphia. I don't want any part of any of it. Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman, LaShawn McCoy and Chris Ivory, Aaron Jones, Buck Allen, and Kenyon Drake. So we got a little bit of overlap. Just yeah, we, nobody on your avoid list was on my uh, recommended list this week, so I feel proud of there myself for that. All right. Uh, who's on your uh, wide receiver top list for this week? Michael, Michael Thomas is sitting on top of the list. Kind of hard to argue that. Uh, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, that top three to me, almost interchangeable. I think they're all going to have big weeks. Odell Beckham Jr. coming in at number four, which seems to be a good number for Giants on my list this week. Uh, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Devontae Adams of the walking wounded wide receiver core in Green Bay. All right, uh, I have Antonio Brown on top of the world looking down at creation. Julio Jones, too. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is my number three. He's having a surprisingly, or, or not surprising, but he doesn't get as much he attention is. as Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green, but he's really just having a dominant season so far. Um, Michael some, Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Julian, uh, Julian Edelman back from suspension this week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Calvin Ridley and Keelan Cole rounding out my top ten. Nice. So, I don't have too many issues with that. All right. Who's on your avoid list? Well, uh, I've got Devin Funches, Josh Gordon, Nelson Aguilar, Larry Fitzgerald, a little too banged up for my liking, Sterling Shepard, who also had a sister removed from his back this week, but they they say he's going to be fine to play. I mean, if that were me, it probably wouldn't be, but, you know, that's probably why I'm not an NFL player. Uh, Antonio Callaway, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, Jordy Nelson, and Chris, don't call me Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, I guess Sterling Shepard will be a good fit for the Giants system now. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, his teammate Odell Beckham Jr. is at the top of my avoid list this week. Uh, Doug Baldwin, second, Amari Cooper, Landry, Josh Gordon, Kenny Stills, Kelvin Benjamin, Antonio Callaway, Robbie Anderson, and Quincy Anunwa rounding out my top 10. Or I should say bottom 10. I can, I can my avoid that. list. <laughs> Your top 10 of the bottom 10? Yes. The, the worst of there the best, go. or best of the worst. The worst There's of the worst, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Quarterback-wise, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he just keeps on going, so I'll put him at the top of my list for this week. Um, Jacksonville's defense, uh, that's going to be a tougher matchup for him, but um, it sure is. I think he might be up to the challenge, so we'll see. Tom Brady, second <laughs> on my list. Ben Roethlisberger, third. I, I hear some dissent, but we'll get to that in a second. Matt Ryan, fourth. Oh, well, there's dissent. <laughs> Drew Brees, uh, fifth. Blake Bortle, sixth. Philip Rivers, seventh. Jared Goff, eighth. Deshaun Watson, nine. And Cam Newton rounding out my top ten quarterbacks for this week. I'm going to tell you something you're probably not going to like, which is something you would never is your top quarterback? Oh, I wish. Patrick Mahomes, not in my top ten. I've got him at 11. Okay. I, I can see I why. I don't agree I, with it. I, I did I, I not put C.J. Beathard in my that. top ten. In all fairness, I also did not put C.J. Beathard on my avoid list. <laughs> okay. He's, he's the middle well, ground. Same for me. All right. Uh, yeah. See, there we go. Um, I've got Matt Ryan at the top of my list, Ben Roethlisberger uh, following close second. Do you guys think I might think that's a high-scoring game? Maybe. Uh, Philip Rivers, number three, Aaron Rodgers at four, Tom Brady at five, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, and Matt Stafford right now on my top ten. Hmm. So we had eight of the ten in common. Uh, for me, the avoids yeah, this week. different order. Yeah. Russell Wilson's at the top of my avoid list this week. Carson Wentz, second. Andrew Luck, third. Ryan Tannehill, fourth. Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr. Alex Smith, Sam Darnold, Eli Manning, and Josh Allen rounding out my avoid list for this week. Okay, we get some similarities here. I've got Russell Wilson at the top of mine, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, your boy Eli Manning, and Marcus Mariota. Huh. A fair amount of overlap. Usually we, we're we overlapping more with the uh, – the top tens and the avoids, but uh, encouraging sign. Um, who's, who's on your top ten list this week? Pretty much anyone well, who's healthy. Yeah, I mean that helps. Not everybody's all the way healthy. I'll say that. Uh, but I've got Zach Ertz at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski rounding out the top three. Jordan Reed, who. I can't believe out of all the tight ends that are injured, it's not Jordan Reed's name that I'm calling out. So, hey, stick with it. Ride this train as long as you can because the injury is coming. This guy can't get through a whole season. So take the points while you can. Jared Cook's at number five. George Kittle, who I was extolling the virtues of him as well as C.J. Beathard last week, came through. Hoping it happens again. Kyle Rudolph, Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, and Vance McDonald. Uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. George Kittle second. The banged-up Rod Gronkowski, third. Uh, Eric Ebron, fourth. Kyle Rudolph, fifth. Austin Hooper, sixth. Vance McDonald, seven. Josh Hill, who seems to be uh, 
slowly but surely taken over the top tight end role from Ben Watson in New Orleans, although he hasn't turned that into a lot of fantasy points yet. But uh, he's eighth on my list. Ricky Seals-Jones, nine, and Antonio Gates, the revitalized Antonio Gates, uh, ten. I feel like we don't have enough dissension this week. It's making me a little oh, there's, uneasy. There's some coming, trust me. Um, two of your uh, two of your top ten tight ends were on my avoid list, so that's a start. But uh, who's okay. on your avoid yeah. list? Antonio Gates, Charles Clay, which I always hate doing, but God, he doesn't have anyone throwing to him yet. Uh, Ricky Seals, Jones, Jesse James, as you alluded to, uh, not. The music has stopped, and he's he's missing a chair in Pittsburgh. Tyler Croft, Ben Watson, Ian Thomas, Mike Geske, Hayden Hurst, and Ray Ellison. All right, we have some overlap. Uh, Jordan Reed and Jared Cook were one and two on my avoid list, so that uh, so we disagree there. Uh, David and Joe third. <laughs> Charles Clay fourth, and Mike Gesicki was uh, fifth. So I could only come up with five tight ends, given how banged up. Uh, Everyone is. I could only come Not up with Not a lot five, of them out there. Anybody who's got eligibility, that, uh, just, you know, put a nice video up on YouTube. I'm sure someone will find you. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, <laughs> how about uh, defenses? Who who do you like this week? Um, For me, this was a pretty easy one. It was harder to find defenses I didn't like this week. I can make a case for a lot of them. I've got the Rams at the top of my list. That's not a real hard sell, followed by the Titans, the Ravens, Broncos, and Bengals. Then I have the Vikings, Chargers, Eagles, Jets, and Texans running on my top ten. All right. Sounds like we have more agreement in our first five, but I've got Tennessee, Denver, Baltimore, the Rams, Carolina, Cincinnati, the Chargers, and New Orleans on my list. Okay. I mean, New Orleans is definitely on my avoid list. <laughs> yeah, you obviously think more of Washington than I do, but uh, who's on your avoid list then besides New Orleans? Uh, Detroit, also Washington. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Green Bay, your Giants, the Cowboys, the Bills. I actually didn't like the Cowboys so much I put them on my list twice, which I also did with Josh Gordon when I had him on my avoid list earlier, just, just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> really don't want to start either of them. Okay. Um, I'll go with Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Oakland, Seattle, Dallas, and Washington is my defenses to avoid this week. All right. I mean, so I'm interested to see how our game pretty picks interesting, go. Uh, game picks. So, uh, yeah, because I don't, in case I don't keeping... see that things are going to go great here. <laughs> Just in case you're uh, keeping score at home, uh, Jana and I were both, and why wouldn't you be, Jana and I were both 10 and 5 last week, and uh, we both got two of the four games that we disagreed on, right? So um, for the season, not that anybody's keeping score, but me, um, we've got... Okay, uh, I'm into it. <laughs> so far, uh, you know, we're, we're almost virtually uh, identical um, I've got 36 wins, 25 losses, and two ties. You've got 35 wins, 26 losses, and two ties. So, um, I'm gonna make up some ground. I'm gonna game back. Virtually You're gonna get me out of the wild card race here. <laughs> no, uh, neither neither one is. Uh, we've had two good weeks and two not so good weeks. So, fortunately, last week was one of the good weeks. We'll see if we can uh, 
make a winning streak here. But uh, so let's let's start off with the Thursday night game. We've got the Colts traveling to the um, Patriots, and I, I think between New England seeming to find its stride last week at home against Miami, and then now with um, you know you know between New England. Um, finding its stride and uh, also, you know, getting Julian Edelman back. I just think that uh, New England's going to have too much for Indianapolis. I'll go with a final score, two touchdown uh, um, difference. I'll go with New England 38, Indianapolis 24. Okay. I I always see these as lower scoring just because, you know, it's Thursday night and these games are the bane of my existence. But – uh, I agree New England's going to win this game. I have them winning 30-21, to 21, Julian Edelman coming back. Um, that That's a huge thing. Also, Andrew Luck threw 63 times last week. I'm interested to see how his shoulder holds up this week. This is kind of the real test for me. He had a big workload last week. He's got a short week now. So I want to see how he holds up uh, because this is it, he's got to throw for them to win this game. I mean, as we talked about, he's no healthy running backs, and, and the ones that are – borderline healthy or not real effective so I just don't think there's enough in the tank for him to as one human overcome New England especially without T.Y. Hilton so I'm taking the Patriots this week I really wanted to predict an upset here but don't worry I got some coming as far as the low scoring Thursday night games though last week was definitely an exception to geez Louise man to that yeah, it was, so I, it was a I lot of I mean, Last week was the highest scoring week, and I think ever the team average was like twenty six point seven points scored, which is granted, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, but still, that's that's a lot of points. Well, Good between that uh, Atlanta Cincinnati game that we were both touting last week and the Minnesota. New Orleans game and the Cleveland Oakland game. Yeah, there was a lot of scoring last week. I mean, Cleveland Oakland, who saw that coming? Not I, said the pig. Not I. Not I. All right. Uh, next up, the first of the Sunday early games, we've got Miami traveling to Cincinnati. Miami knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten last week, and Cincinnati just seems to keep pulling. Uh, victories out of the jaws of defeat and I think they'll continue uh, to win this week. I'll go with Cincinnati at home 27 over Miami 21. Okay. Um, I'm pretty close. I want to pick Miami to win this game, but Cincinnati, I still don't totally understand how it works, but it works. I have them winning 28-17. Miami's streak is going to come to an abrupt end. Well, they'll Started, they'll continue their current streak of losing. So, uh, I mean, like, but, you uh, want to think that they're building a new streak. I mean, Mercury Morris is sipping champagne and feeling fine. Well, they they still, I guess, the Chiefs are, are still out there. But, uh, yeah, that that would seem like a, a long shot for, uh, for them to go through the whole season unbeaten. But yeah. we'll say the Chiefs and the Rams. So, all right, um, Pittsburgh hosting Atlanta. This, I think, will be kind of like the Atlanta-Cincinnati game last week. I think this will be a real shootout. I think uh, for the second week in a row, though, the AFC North team will 
send Atlanta to a, a narrow defeat. I'll go with Pittsburgh 34, Atlanta 31. I've been telling you guys all season that I'm just going to keep picking Atlanta <laughs> because I'm blindly going with my Super Bowl pick and I'm not deviating from it, which means they have to start winning some games at some point. So I'm going to take Atlanta this week. Not a surprise. I'm picking them to win 35-30, and I actually think they can do it. <laughs> it's, it's just nobody plays defense anymore. It's fine. Well, I, I agree with you that they definitely have a shot, but so far they seem to have shown a, a proclivity for figuring out how to lose games. Yeah, they're very good at losing games. They seem content um, with yeah, second place. It's a weird thing. I don't understand it because they're a very good team. All the parts on their own, very good. Put them together, most of the time pretty good. But for whatever reason, it's just, they just seem so disinterested in being an elite team. I can't figure out. I, think I can't for the life the of The defense me. really misses Deion Jones a lot, I think. But, you know, yeah. one person I mean, they had a couple, a couple of big injuries that first game against the Eagles. They lost a couple of key players there. But still, they should still be able to win these games. These are very winnable games, all of them they've been in. Yeah. So next up, we've got uh, Baltimore traveling to Cleveland in an AFC North showdown. And uh, this, I don't think, will be the laugher that I might have thought earlier um, in the season, but I, I still am not sold on Baker Mayfield. Um, I'll go with uh, Baltimore to win this one on the road by a score of 27-21. Do you know Hugh Jackson is 0-32-1 on Sundays as the Cleveland head coach? Has not won a game on Sunday in his tenure. Unfortunately, I think that streak continues. (laughs) But like you said, it's not going to be a blowout. I think they keep this competitive. I think they're going to have a chance to win. I just, Baltimore's a little bit better. I'm taking Baltimore to win 30 to 24. I think there's a lot of fantasy points to be had here. I'm actually interested in watching this game. No, I I think I would rather watch uh, Pittsburgh-Atlanta if I had to pick just one early. Actually, either Pittsburgh-Atlanta or one of the other games that we're going to get to in a few minutes. Um, Hmm. Next up, and this is not that that game. (laughs) This is not that game would be uh, Denver at the Jets. And Denver traveling east yet again. Um, Last time, uh, not so much success at Baltimore. This time, I think. They'll be able to beat the Jets. I mean, they almost beat Kansas City on uh, they Monday night. Kansas. That was such a frustrating game. <laughs> well, not if you're I'm, rooting I'm for the Chiefs. I'm still upset about right? it. Well, yeah, okay. true. True. Not, Chiefs fans were fine with it. I was not. Okay. Um, still, I, I think uh, Sam Darnold, I, I still haven't uh, figured out what was going on there. I mean, their defense obviously helped them quite a bit in their opening season win, but since then, uh, mm-hmm. Not not so much to be excited about for Jets fans. I'll pick Denver to win by 10 points here. I'll say the Case Keenum's 27 and the Sam Darnold 17. We're pretty close. I have the Case Keenum's winning 24-14. So pretty much the same vein, just a little lower scoring. I, I don't know what to make of Sam Darnold. Not sure. Not I'm not sure I'm sold on it yet. But I am. I'm into the, the Broncos. Should have, should have had a win last week. Maybe by next week I'll be over it. Can't make any promises. And that's, <laughs> I can't remember the last time one team has had two rookie running backs that have uh, really, you know, burst on the scene the way uh, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay have. It's a kind of uh, and they've been combination they have there. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey. 
If it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, Green Bay traveling to the to Detroit. Detroit Rock City. Yeah, I even though Aaron Rodgers is playing on one leg and doesn't have any healthy receivers. You, to throw you to, sound I so unenthused think, about this game already. <laughs> I still think they're going to figure out a way to to win this game, and I'll go with the uh, final score of uh, Green Bay twenty-seven and Detroit twenty-four. Okay. Um, I've got Green Bay winning 31-20, so we see it a little differently. <laughs> Who's he going to throw to um, to get 31 points? Who cares? A mascot? I don't care. Somebody checks in as an eligible receiver downfield. It might be me. I don't know. I'm small. I'm okay. Get between defenders. Um, it, Devontae Adams will probably play. Jimmy Graham will be out there at least for part of the time. I mean, for time Montgomery back a wide receiver. It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Um, but he's going to throw to people. There are going to be fantasy points. It's just I don't know who's going to make it on the field, but they will catch a football. He's got to stop hitting him in the hands and the numbers. That's just not working for him. They have too many drops. It's got to be like an acrobatic thing. Um, Detroit, on the other hand, I, I like a lot of their pieces, but just all together it's not working. And I think they get a little bit big-timed by Green Bay whenever they're playing each other. It just doesn't always work out that great. This would. This is another game I'm interested in watching. You less. So. I, <laughs> I I sat Golden Tate last week in one of my leagues and uh, had to sweat out the Kansas City Denver game Monday night. But fortunately, Kareem Hunt came through for me, and then uh, Patrick he Mahomes sure did. sitting down a couple times at the end of the game uh, gave me uh, the okay. narrowest of uh, victories. But yeah, I'll take it. So. Speaking of Kansas City, we've got uh, Kansas City hosting Jacksonville. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than you do uh, based on your recommendation of Jacksonville's defense before. I'm going to go with Kansas City to win a nail-biter. I'll say Kansas City 31, Jacksonville 30. And I could almost, yeah, just, I could almost guarantee after totally uh, nine years of doing the show together that you're picking Jacksonville in this game. You, sir, would be correct. <laughs> I also think this will be a narrow margin of victory. Um, but I got Jacksonville winning 24-21. A little defensive struggle. Blake Bortles uh, last week was not sharp, but we're going to bounce back. Things are going to be all right. Still no Eric Berry for Kansas City. I think Jacksonville can pull this off. This is going to get them back in the relevancy conversation. He's he's throwing for a ton of yards, Blake Bortles. is just I know. I have fantasy teams or, named after him. Granted, I also had fantasy yeah. teams named after him when he was terrible. But, like, it's a loyalty thing. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Do you have any teams named after uh, Josh Allen yet? Uh, no, just just Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota for the time being. So, okay. C.J. Beathard might make his way into the mix. I just got to come up with something clever. <laughs> okay. The only player I ever, ever named a team after was Austin Saperian Jenkins, and then I cut him but kept the team name and somehow still managed to win the championship in that league that year. So but I'm saying, I'm saying that the, Mariota Cart and Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles are money names. They work. You stick with them. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> if the name works, then the players are almost irrelevant, I guess. Um, next yeah. up, we've got uh, the Giants, my beloved Giants, uh, on the road against Carolina and 
I don't think this is going to go well. I, I think the Giants will keep it reasonably close, but I think Carolina's defense will um, hold enough that uh, they'll take the victory here. Cam Newton, uh, back off the bye. I'll go with Carolina 27, Giants 21. And in yet another edition of Jana has become a Giants apologist, I'm taking the Giants to win 24-23. <laughs> You've got to explain to me how this is going to happen. <laughs> Listen, here's how I want I to believe, it. but I'm not sold. I actually, spoiler alert, have picked three out of four NFC East teams to win this week. It felt weird to do, but here we are. Um, So I think the Giants are not as bad as you and most other people do. I think that Cam Newton is prone to mistakes. I think he doesn't have a ton of solid wide receivers. Certainly doesn't have a real strong tight end. Christian McCaffrey is good, but he's not good enough. He and Cam Newton on their own cannot win this game. Saquon Barkley on the other end and Odell Beckham Jr. can certainly win this game. As long as Eli Manning does not lose this game, and I don't think the Carolina defense is good enough to force him to do that, I think Squan Barkley is a difference maker. I think Odell Beckham Jr. can win those those battles downfield, and I think it works out okay. I'm taking the Giants to win here. Mini upset. All right. Uh, we'll check back next week and uh, see how oh, that gets works better. out. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, if, if you if you pick this next game the way, uh, oh, right. I did. Well, <laughs> no. All right, Tennessee on the road against Buffalo. I don't see how anybody could pick Buffalo, but apparently, uh, at least one Who's person got two did. Thumbs and we'll did. This guy. Here shortly, we'll hear from her <laughs> shortly. Um, I'm going with Tennessee to win this in a blowout, 27-10. I have Buffalo winning in. The fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, 17-14, the crowd goes wild. People in Buffalo are smashing themselves through tables. Everyone's going get, to get wasted. It's A lot of things will be on fire. That's how I see this. I think you're going. making that pick just to annoy me. I'm not. It's an added bonus, though. Okay. Do you want to wait? you want to wait and see what other NFC East teams I picked? <laughs> uh, yeah, I it gets didn't pick better, any of them people. this week. I didn't pick any of them this week, so yeah, we've got a we few more. We got a lot of differences. I'm feeling real good about my here. picks this week now. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got the Chargers hosting the Raiders, and Raiders' you know, offensive outburst against Cleveland last week. Chargers' defense, I think, will be put a little more pressure on Derek Carr. Uh, I like the Chargers to win this fairly handily. I'll go Chargers 34, Raiders 21. I also have the Chargers winning. I, I know. You thought I was going to go Oakland, but I stuck with the Chargers. No, I've got to win in 35-27. I think Derek Carr is on the way up. We're getting a little bit of a resurgence. Things are getting better playing at home. Um, but still, a lot of fantasy points to be had here. Okay. Um, next up, we've got the Josh Rosians traveling to the C.J. <laughs> Bethards, Arizona at San Francisco, uh, battle of two young quarterbacks here. I, I think you flip a coin on this, but I'm going to say David Johnson actually makes the difference here. So I'll go with Arizona to win this 27-24. I have 
the fighting C.J. Beathard's winning this game. I actually think Matt Breda is going to be the difference maker in this game. I've got San Francisco winning 21-17. Um, I, I just I think the combination, the holy trinity of George Kittle and C.J. Beathard and Matt Breda going to be good things for San Francisco. I think they're pulling out a win here. A little home win for the crowd. It's going to be nice. Give them something to get excited about without Jimmy Garoppolo around. Well, part of this is if Arizona doesn't win this game, I, I don't think there's much hope for them to win uh, anytime soon. But uh, we'll it's, see. Maybe it's they'll catch gonna be real the team sleeping at some point. But Maybe. You know. Next up, we've got the Rams and the Seahawks. Seahawks just barely uh, beat the aforementioned uh, Arizona lose, I mean, Cardinals last week. But uh, Rams, they're just looking like a juggernaut right now, and I think that'll continue even on the road against the 12th man, the formerly known as the Legion of Doom defense. I'll go with uh, no Earl the Thomas. Rams. No, and hopefully he won't flip them off from the press box, but I'll go with the Rams to win this by two touchdowns. Does. Rams 31, <laughs> Seattle 17. I've got the Rams winning 33-21 uh, just because I think that Seattle's going to be playing from behind so often in this game. They're going to luck into a couple, of, a couple of deep passes and things will work out. But this uh, does not feel like an extremely watchable game. It's not one I'm penciling in, I'll tell you that. Of the afternoon games, that's probably probably the least one I want to watch. I'm going to say it. Okay, the next one should be popular here in the Philadelphia area of the game, not my pick. I think so. And that would be the rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. It's a little warmer out. Carson Wentz is playing uh, – Kirk Cousins is now the Vikings quarterback, so neither of the starting quarterbacks from last year's NFC Championship uh, game are playing in this rematch. I think it's, it's probably feel a, a good thing. <laughs> probably a good thing for Philadelphia, not such a good thing for the Vikings. But I'm going to say that the Vikings uh, figure out how to win this game. I think Philadelphia is not hitting on all cylinders right now. Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part, but I'm going to go with the Vikings to win this by a field goal. Uh, the Dan Bailey led. Vikings 27 and the Eagles 24. I'm loving that Dan Bailey is a big part of this offense now, big into it. I also have Minnesota winning. I've got them winning 23-21. I think their defense is going to be the difference. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles' offensive line, but they seem very disinterested in blocking for Carson Wentz. With that defense coming at you, it doesn't seem like a good recipe for success, if you're asking me. Plus, I don't want Nelson Aguilar to be my healthiest wide receiver, but that's just me. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of Zach Ertz in this game. It's not going to be super high scoring, but I think Minnesota finds a way. I think they bounce back. Things will be a little better in their world after still getting that Buffalo stink off them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and the, the gift that keeps on Rams giving. Or, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like no one um, really thought they were going to beat the Rams. You thought they were going to beat the Bills. <laughs> Well, if they if they hadn't put the stinker up against the Bills, if they had beaten the Bills, you probably still would have picked the Rams, but you know probably would have only been maybe a field goal favorite rather than a you know, seven to ten point favorite. But anyway, um, next up we've got uh, your beloved Cowboys playing their interstate the rivals for the the quad you know, the quadrennial uh, battle of Texas. Um, yeah. This is another coin flip game for me, but Deshaun Watson starting to show signs of life. It concerns me a little bit that uh, Houston is so injured at 
both running back and wide receiver, but I think Super they'll unhealthy. somehow figure out a way to win this. Uh, maybe it'll be the Kiki Kote show again. I'll go with uh, Houston to win this by a score of 30 to 24. I'm picking Dallas to win 21-20. I don't feel that good about it, though, realistically. It's just, you shouldn't. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a particularly well-played game. I don't think it's going to be – like it's not one I'd want to put in prime time if I'm the NFL personally. Um, I get that it's two teams with names, but neither of them look very good. Neither of these offenses look very good or running very well, and the defenses have some question marks. So I don't feel good about this pick, but I'm still going to make it. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking if you – Consider the Texas Rangers is essentially a Arlington-Dallas team that uh, if you uh, matched up the Rockets and the Mavericks in basketball, that would be a bad matchup. If you matched up the Astros and the Rangers, that would be a bad matchup. And if you match up... The, I think these are, are yeah. well-matched teams in a bad way. Like yeah, this is the only sport great. in which I think the Houston-Dallas matchup would really be somewhat yeah. competitive, but uh, I still yeah. think Houston gets the better of them here, but uh, uh, not my, if I were playing in a confidence pool, that would not be near the top no. of my uh, list for pick of the week. And no, finally, we have a game which would be more near the top of my list and might be near the top of your list too, but for different reasons. Uh, New Orleans hosting the Monday night game against the Redskins. I'm going to say that the Saints Drew Brees uh, win this game pretty easily. I'll go with the uh, final score of Saints 34, Washington 21. Okay, I'm going Washington 33-28 over the Saints. I've got Will Alex Smith pulling out the victory here. I think Adrian Peterson's a little bit more of a factor than you think, and I think really that this is going to be Washington's coming out party a little bit. They're normally terrible in prime time, terrible a fair amount of the time anyway. But as much as it pains me to say, I think they're going to win this game and, you know, really kind of make a move here in the division. I don't like it, but facts are facts. <laughs> uh, well, it's hard science you're right working here. With all, you're, you're working with alternative facts, I'm afraid. But, uh, <laughs> Fake anyway. news. But I, I really news, think but... I really think that Alex Smith can pull this off. He's just going to carve up this New Orleans defense. Granted, he's going to have to throw all day because it's going to be a shootout, and like realistically, that's the only way this is going to work for them. But I think he can do it. Yeah, I'm not so sure that uh, Washington is going to have much more success against the Saints' uh, defense than the Giants did. Look I mean, how well they did last uh, week on Adrian their Adrian Peterson they, had they were his great. Good... <laughs> Adrian Peterson had his one good game for the season already, and uh, Paul Richardson's banged up. Um, you know, their their other wide receivers are banged up. I, I just I don't see it. But um, you know, we have plenty of games to disagree on this week, so it should be make for an interesting week. Do. Uh, you want to hit us up this. with your uh, <laughs> you want to hit us up with your DFS picks, and then I have some uh, uh, some quick takes that uh, want to get your opinion of before we sign off. All right, let's do it. If you're looking for teams to stack this week, not going to surprise you here. Jacksonville's at the top of my list, uh, as well as the Falcons and Steelers, which obviously you need to be a little frugal at other places if you want to do that. Not the Redskins. But it's worth your while. Not the Redskins, just because, like, 
just not entirely sure who's going to get the points there. I like Alex Smith. He's on the list of players to uh, put in your lineup here for sure, though. Um, the aforementioned Alex Smith, Blake Bortles, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, and Derek Carr. Top five of my quarterbacks here for Daily Fantasy. Uh, running back, it's a little thinner. we got a lot of injuries. Same thing with tight end. I like TJ Yeldon as long as he's out there, and it looks like he will be. Matt Breda, who I said I really think is going to have a great game. James Conner as well at wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, Ted Ginn Jr., D.D. Westbrook, Corey Davis, uh, John Brown, Muhammad Sanu. I think there's going to be a lot of points, and he's going to benefit from it. And Alshon Jeffrey. At tight end, Vance McDonald seems to be the de facto one there in Pittsburgh now, as well as Jared Cook, David Njoku. Uh, and at defense, I mean, Jags are a good pick. Texans, Bengals, Jets, Baltimore. That's my options here this week. So I'm, I'm feeling all right about daily fantasy picks. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. But um, anyway... <laughs> um, I guess the Jacksonville Kansas City game and the New Orleans Washington games are probably the two that we see um, most differently. So I'll be uh, curious to see how those uh, turn out. Um, it's going to be something. So just as a reminder, the buys this week we've got Chicago and Tampa Bay. I guess there's a new rule that if you play each other, you get a buy the following week. Um, there's too much Fitz magic. They had to just shut it down. That's really what happened. So. Yeah, well, that's one of the issues I wanted to get your um, opinion on here. Just Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Jameis Winston. If you have Fitzpatrick on your roster still, are you cutting him or are you holding on to him, hoping against hope? No, that, I'm, hang- uh, I'm hanging on somehow. to him for another week or two. Oh, I'm waiting for Jameis right. Winston to wear out his welcome all by himself. See, I, I would definitely scoop up Jameis Winston off the waiver wire Somebody has uh, unwisely cut him in your league, but uh, just my uh, Some people out there cents. doing it. Yeah. So uh, next on thing. my list is next one I wanted to ask you about uh, Julian Edelman. Uh, you start him this week. You think he's going to have a good yeah. game? I, I guess we kind of answered that already with our top ten picks, but uh, agree yeah, with I would you definitely there. start him. He and Tom Brady just have such a good rapport, and I mean he's he's a pro. He comes out there and he he does his job. You don't see a lot of of lag from him. Plus, against that Colts defense, I mean, realistically, he should be able to score points. I wanted to ask you about Des Bryant. Uh, Now he says he's willing to come back to the Cowboys. Cowboys could certainly use a good receiver, Uh, but so could a lot of other teams, and yet he's unemployed. Rashard Matthews is unemployed. What's what's going on with the wide receivers? And uh, I still can't for um, the life of me understand why the Eagles didn't sign Rashard Matthews last week. But again, they didn't ask me. Um, Des Bryant, if he wants to come back at a very decreased rate, I, if I'm the Cowboys, I might think about putting him back in there just because it's already kind of a cluster. <laughs> what's one more log on the fire? They need a they need a wide receiver badly. Um, it's it's not working in its current incarnation. And despite all the drama and the headaches, you know Dak Prescott was able to get him the ball not as much as he should have, but it works. Um, like I said, it, it would have to be the very right situation. I think honestly he needs to be playing on a different team, but nobody seems to be calling. So I'm not sure what his deal is. Rashard Matthews, by all means, should also have a job. He should not be sitting at home. But again. They don't. They don't make me the GM of NFL teams for these things. <laughs> Which of those two do you think uh, gets the call first? Uh, probably Rashard Matthews. I would tend to agree with that. Um, 
Yeah. Probably Doesn't just about equal in ability with a lot less drama. Let's... I'm telling you, we are we are just a week or two away from doing sit-ups in the driveway all at Terrell Owens. I wonder why the Cowboys didn't give Richard Matthews a call. Or maybe they did. I don't, I don't know. They should. I, I mean, it's not like anybody on the team right now can catch a cold. Cole Beasley is my favorite okay. receiver, but he's banged up. Like number four in the death chart. Yeah. How about uh, Rob Gronkowski? Um, I guess we kind of answered this already, but uh, his, his lingering injuries, are they a concern to you at all? Or do you just figure, well, we've seen this movie for years now and he always seems to pull through and put up big fantasy yeah, I mean, points? Or you... It concerns me in that like, I try not to draft him mostly because I don't want to draft tight end at wherever he's going, but it, it's you're never really sure what you're going to get. He, he's kind of entered into like the Julio Jones, Alshon Jeffrey-esque territory where the guy who's pretty much always banged up, he's going to miss a little bit of practice here and there, but he's going to get out there. And he's the kind of guy that gets up for game day. And so if, as long as he's active and on the field and not having back surgery somewhere, I think it's safe to start him. Or having back surgery in the medical tent in the middle of the game and then being... Uh, you just never know what's going on in there. They do. They can do a lot with lasers and things these days. I'm sure it's feasible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the next uh, big thing. If you want to get the insider look, they should start having cameras inside the medical tents, which would kind of cam. defeat the purpose of having the medical tent. But, do uh, we all yeah, have to the find HIPAA release forms to watch that camera? I'm not. I'm not sure. It's a bit of a gray area. Maybe the players have to and the teams have to sign HIPAA release forms to allow you Who to can we disclose you know, your medical see what's going on America. there. America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson would definitely sign that consent form, but I don't know if anyone else mm-hmm. would. I don't know if okay. I would, but, you know. Yeah, me neither. Um, next up, we've got yeah. Kiki Kute. Um, are you buying him yet? Uh, had an unbelievable debut, dropped his first pass, and then uh, went nuts. Now he supposedly has uh, a bit of an injury. But uh, would you add him to your fantasy team if you needed a wide receiver? I think I would. Will Fuller uh, is always banged up. He usually gets out on the field, but he's going to be banged up. DeAndre Hopkins is always injured. He's going to miss some time. And Deshaun Watson has to throw. That running game is not working, and they're going to be behind in a lot of games. So I'd put him on a roster. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr, what do you expect? Yes. I expect uh, things are going Derek to keep Carr. trending up. I'm, I'm buying on Derek Carr. If you need a quarterback, put him on your roster. I think it's going to be things are going to get better as the season goes. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky, I know he has a bye this week, but uh, if you needed a second quarterback, for a bye week or just to speculate yeah. on uh, is he somebody you would add I, given I the might performance take him. He's showing week. progress. He's it's not gonna, he's not going to light the world on fire. He's not putting up 40 points for you, but he's showing up each week and he's not throwing a lot of picks. So I will take that. Okay. And then last question for you. Um, defenses and kickers bye weeks, do you stream them or do you add a second uh, kicker defense depending on how much you like the one you currently have? I generally will add a second one if I like who I have. If I got Dan Bailey, I'm not dropping him. I'm gonna add somebody else. And I would never have I would never carry two defenses or kickers never on a roster. So I like carrying never. two defenses. I like playing matchups. That's just how I roll. Okay. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. That brings us to the end of our show this week. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night at 9 Eastern, as we are every week. Find us all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. The Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thanks again, and good luck in your games this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Texans. <laughs>